0: The science of on The Money Show. Welcome to The Money Show this evening. Last night we spoke to TPN all about the level of default within the rental market in South Africa and a huge response from you so we thought what we would do this evening is do the science of rented property. So the science of the rental, that's uh, the science of the landlord, call it what you like this evening. But any questions you've got for my guests this evening, Martin Goodman who's the director of Rent Shield, and in studio in Johannesburg with me this evening managing director of Trafalgar Properties Andrew Schaefer. Any questions you got on rental the best way to go about it how do you assess what's going on with tenants how do you at what point do you pull the rug out from underneath the tenants feet so to speak presuming it's your own rug if you let the property furnished 02144605670118830702 your questions your comments your thoughts this evening on what it's like to be a landlord and if you are a landlord and you can share happy positive stories and some horror stories too I would love to hear from you this evening and if you're a tenant and somebody emailed me last night just to tell me how lousy it is being a tenant and you go from property to property hoping that you're going to be treated better by the next landlord. And landlords are all evil, apparently, according to my correspondent. But 021-446-0567, anything to do with being a landlord this evening, the science of the landlord. His name is not Glenn Agliotti, it's Andrew Schaefer, Managing Director of Trafalgar Properties. You guys rent out how many properties?
1: Uh, we rent out about 15,000 properties countrywide, um, covering most of the city centres in South Africa.
0: How many of those are owned by yourselves?
1: Uh, around about 1,200 or so.
0: Okay, so the vast majority are owned by third parties, people who hire you uh, to as managing agents and to go and collect the rentals. That's correct. Uh, how does that process work then as you as
1: de facto landlords? They will sign a mandate with us, which gives us permission to rent the property on their behalf. They give us instructions in terms of maintenance they'd like to happen, how they'd like to screen applications, and what sort of reporting they'd like on a month-to-month basis. We then go ahead and find them, screen tenants, place the tenants, do the inspections, and we generally pay them rental monthly as quickly as we can, reporting to them what's collected, what's been paid on their behalf and transfer the balance into their bank accounts.
0: As quickly as we can, because it goes back to the TPN research last yeah. night. which talked about most people are paying their rent in South Africa, which is great to know because a good quality property is hard to find and you don't want to be booted out of your property. Uh, but uh, there's quite a, lot of, uh, quite a high level of people struggling to pay rent on time.
1: Yes, especially in the macroeconomics of, of, you know, today. So that's certainly imposed on tenants, and we see that in delayed payments. And it's our job to collect the money as quickly as we can. You know, landlords have got bonds to pay. They've got expenses and levies to cover as well. So they need to meet those commitments, which puts the pressure on us to fund them in advance of those payments.
0: Uh, Jeff in Sandton, uh, what is your issue, Jeff? Good evening.
1: Um, hi, Chris.
0: Yes, hello, Jeff.
2: Um, how are
0: you? We're good, Jeff. What, what, what um, point do you want to make?
2: Well, I just want to comment on like my own um, personal experience. Um, Like on behalf of my father, my father had properties and, um, you know, I used to look after them for him. And it can get very, very difficult if you have a tenant in that doesn't pay their utilities bill. And basically, I handed it over to a company to do all the services for us, one of the major companies. It turned out like maybe over over half a year down the line that they weren't doing their job. Uh. So the first the first problem is that the water, the lights, the rates, the taxes become the landlord's responsibility irrespective of the tenant not paying. Sure. Then getting the tenants out, other than the lawyer's fees and the eviction fees, and thereafter, once you've got a court order, these tenants taking you to the, I think it's the rentals tribunal, and then having to go and defend yourself in the um, high court actually costs you an absolute fortune. And, uh, and as, a, as a landlord, you can put yourself in like major, major risk. You, you're not you're not
0: an advert for boy, it's great to be a landlord, Jeff. You you are you rid of the buildings now? The,
2: you, no, you, no, you, no, you, no, no. I'm actually sorry. I'm actually an advocate. Okay. I've been very, very no, I've been very careful when you're a landlord. And actually monitoring these tenants okay, great. on a regular no, regular okay, basis. I mean, as an
0: advocate, you got you've got a good knowledge of the law on your side, which, which Sorry, is which
2: please, is helpful. Not an advocate, as in a lawyer, um, I advocate. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you you like the business of rentals, but you've just got to be completely vigilant about it.
2: Most definitely, but very very vigilant.
0: Thank you, Jeff and He advocates, not advocates. You understand, uh, Spencer in Randberg, You want to add to to Jeff's comments?
3: Yes, I, I do. Bruce, hello. Good evening, guys, and hello, listeners. Why is the law so much for the tenant and not for the homeowner?
0: Spencer, Spence, nice, simple question. Let, let's ask that question to Andrew Schaefer this evening, the Managing Director of Trafalgar Properties. I'll put it to Martin Goodman, the Director of Rent Shield in just a moment. And it is all about uh, the protection of, 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 of the tenant. That's certainly the sentiment that comes through very strongly.
1: Um, That is correct. There is actually an update to the Rental Housing Act, which is um, likely to be promulgated in the near future, which does try to address some of those issues. I suppose the question is best addressed to the legislature that needs to ponder this exact question and try and balance the books. And, you know, this is a country that's trying to promote rental accommodation, to provide more accommodation and to extend the flexibility of rental accommodation to a greater number of people. I think it's very important that landlords have their eyes open of the risks. They try and mitigate those risks as best they can by screening tenants carefully, by closely monitoring the um, property and the tenant's payments, and they step in quickly and decisively if an issue does arise. But certainly that's, that is well you know, regarded in the, the industry across the country.
0: You've got to be fair but firm, I suspect. Martin Goodman, why is the law, as Spencer puts it, so eloquently, so much in favour of the tenant? Um, are these amendments uh, to the Rental Housing Act going to be significant enough to provide some level of comfort and certainty to landlords in the future, Martin?
4: Uh, good evening. Yes. Well, I think certainly the intention was there to, to right some of the wrongs of the past, in which uh, the landlord was certainly the big winner in the, the void and the gap of, of much or if any legislation. So um, they've they, they put in a set of rules which try to balance the books, and uh, in so doing, I think they've imbalanced it into in, in, in the, the tenants uh, into the tenants' way. But but what we do have is a, is a set of rules that everybody um, should abide by. And if they do abide by, the, the, the effort is that everybody should be looked after.
0: Uh, and, and, that, and so everybody should be looked after. What about the issue um, that is faced by some landlords when it comes to issues like utilities bills, when it comes to rates and taxes, where your tenant for the last two months of their rental decides they're not going to pay you? Um, and as they leave, as they abscond, you suddenly realize that you've got six months of electricity, water and lights uh, on your books.
4: Yeah, well, unfortunately, the the, the landlord is, is is responsible for the utilities at the end of the day, and 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 tenants have shown um, the, or some certain sectors of the market have shown that they, their integrity is, is questionable in leaving those unpaid, uh, and uh, to to the to the drama of the landlord um, retroactively.
0: Uh, and that's that's the problem, Martin Goodman. I'm putting you on hold just for a moment. Don't go away, Andrew Schaefer?
1: I think it's important the landlord keeps control of those accounts for that exact reason, because if the account's in their name and they're in control of it, they can make sure it's paid. Also, most certainly don't refund a deposit until confirmation and proof of payment's been provided.
0: What's a reasonable deposit nowadays? Um, In in the olden days, I I recall paying sort of a month's rental, but um, I think landlords are being a lot more demanding nowadays.
1: It varies a lot. So I'd say a month is still standard and market related. Some owners do expect two or even three months. But bearing in mind that raises the hurdle to find a tenant to to move into your unit. So if they've got a high vacancy factor, that's a luxury they typically can't afford. Uh, Martin's got an interesting product which offers uh, zero deposit. And provides rental insurance on that basis, which which he can presumably um, talk about quite eloquently, I'm sure.
0: So basically, I can buy I can buy, I can buy insurance from you, Martin. Um, which means that if I do have a defaulting uh, uh, tenant, um, you'll pay me out.
2: Yeah. So, so there there are a whole
4: suite of benefits that Rent Shield offers, which is what Andrew was 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 uh, uh, suggesting. Um, that that we believe protects the landlord for any defaulting a Tenant, um, as, as as there are a number of different types of defaults that a tenant can can um, can, can undertake, non-payment, slow payments. You would need to, to evict him, Um, um that all need to be taken care of. And certainly, rent shield takes care of that to it to the fullest degree.
0: There we go, Martin Goodman. Some more calls coming through this evening. Clinton in Bucleu, a question for us, Clinton.
3: Yeah, hi Bruce. I um, just want to find out from your guest. Um, I've had in the past four years. Two really great tenants who have always been paying the rates and the taxes and the water that they've consumed timeously um, The the last tenant just moved out and I went in to clean up the garden and uh, we, uh, my garden accidentally punctured uh, a water pipe and I was, we had to close the water and uh, I struggled to find the meter. I haven't lived there for some time and uh, I, I noticed that the meter was slightly um, covered with soil and when I opened it up, Um, I closed the tap but I realised that the meter reading was, call it 7,000 units but when I went back that evening and looked at the the bill that that the tenants have been paying it's now only sitting at 5,000 units So So how do
0: you make up that shortfall is your question Clinton?
3: Well, yeah, that and and who's got the responsibility, you know, to ensure that the council does apply accurate <laughs> reading because that's surely their
1: responsibility. Abs- uh, my responsibility is to
3: keep the meter clean.
0: It may be their responsibility, but it becomes your problem, Clinton. Tragically, I suspect, Andrew.
1: That's quite right. I mean, they're supposed to read at least every three months. At least half of our building's accounts have not been read for more than six months, so we pay on estimates. But that leaves us exposed to a significant correction and cash flow difficulties that might arise from that.
0: Absolutely. Jeff and Dower glenn uh, you've been blacklisted by TPN,
3: have you?
2: I was. Uh, I'll keep it short and sharp. It was very, very simple. I paid
4: my money to the state agent. The state agent didn't pass the money on to the owner of the unit, and I got listed on TPN.
0: Ah, Jeff. I mean, uh, there must be so many of these stories, Andrew, that you come across.
1: Absolutely. And unfortunately, it's a bit of a bureaucratic exercise to get that removed. There needs to be a letter from the owner, proof of payment sent through to TPN, and they would then be able to correct it on the basis of that information.
0: Martin Goodman on the line to us from Cape Town. He's a director at RentShield, and in studio with me this evening, I've got Andrew Schaefer, the managing director of Trafalgar Properties. Well, Martin, when you look at the the rental market in Cape Town, for example, versus what's going on in Joburg, um, how steady, how stable, how reliable a rental market is it?
4: Um, yeah, to be a landlord, I suppose, anywhere in South Africa and specifically in Cape Town is, is, is a great place to be. Um, I, I was interested to hear what Andrew was saying about a month's rental. You know, you, you'd be very fortunate uh, in terms of deposits, you have to put only a, a month's uh, month deposit down in Cape Town. Um, it's one and a half, definitely two months, and in, and in some instances it's creeping up to three months. The yeah, tenants uh, in
0: Cape Town are just so rough, they destroy properties, Mark, and Joburg is so much nicer. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I know. Listen, I mean, there's a huge shortage and landlords are, are pretty much uh, taking the pick of the crop at the moment and dictating terms um, across across board.
0: Uh, and what's happening in terms of rental rates, in terms of the sort of increases that landlords are able to achieve in, in places like Cape Town? I mean, if we focus on a segment, say, up to, I don't know, seven or 8,000 rand a month in rental terms, so I can compare it to what Andrew's getting.
4: Yeah, no, listen, I mean, it's very sensitive. You can't just do as you like. You need to offer the value. And if you've got the value, property will be rented out before anyone else's. Um, but um, uh, what's happening is developers are jumping on the bandwagon and they're introducing new stock. Those stock um, are, are um, at what we would describe as entry-level type stock and that entry-level is is around about the six, 7,000 rand a month mark, which is substantially higher, I'm guessing, Andrew, to that of Johannesburg entry-level uh, rental stock.
0: Yeah, I mean, Andrew's focus is on city centres around the country. I mean, Johannesburg is a vibrant market, Andrew, I'm sure. and uh, but, but those rentals are probably in the region of
1: three, three and a half starting? Bruce, what's interesting is the unit of rental in the inner city of Joburg is actually a room. So whatever the size of the flat, many people cohabit and share rooms and the rooms are rented out at fifteen to 1,800 rand a month and they will then share the cost of the overall rental of that particular unit.
0: Okay, I mean, it costs a lot of money to rent a property. Uh, Martin Goodman, thank you. Um, Caroline in Lone Hill, um, how, uh, your, your question for us this evening is a fascinating one. say your question is fascinating please ask it
3: oh yes sorry um if you get if you don't pay um say any um account that it or whatever you get a, a bad credit score so if we as landlords if our if our rent doesn't pay how do we get that like that onto their credit record so that they have a bad credit record
0: okay so you want to basically report somebody to a credit bureau caroline how would that happen andrew Um, Because most landlords are probably amateurs. I mean, they're people who've got a room in a house or they've got a, a garden cottage or they may be lucky enough to have a second or third property.
1: Yes, although 70% of properties rented across South Africa are managed by landlords personally. So, you know, it happens a lot. Um, I think the easy answer is that the, either the estate agent or the landlord should be registered with Tenant Profile Network, TPN. They should report the payments on a monthly basis. It can be done electronically through a management system, pastel accounts, even Excel. And that payment information uh, submitted to TPN on a monthly basis allows them to track payment behavior and influence the credit score of those tenants. And ultimately, they will be black listed if the payment uh, performance is poor.
0: But can you not then be set up by, by, a, by a dodgy landlord? I mean, you can be... Uh, how, how foolproof is the system?
1: Well, they are a registered credit bureau and they are therefore subject to the rules, regulations and um, you know, constraints. But I'm the
0: landlord and I decide I don't like your face anymore, Andrew, which I do. I happen to like your face, incidentally. But I decide I don't like your face and we have a bit of a fallout over a, a barking dog for argument's sake and we, we, we end up having a fallout. And I may be perfectly credit worthy, but you decide Oh, I'm going to get my own back on you, um, and you take me off to the, to, to TBN.
1: Uh, they do have a dispute resolution channel, and, and the Rental Housing Tribunal is there as a dispute resolution channel as well.
0: Okay. Alan, in Alberton, uh, you want to get all heavy on a tenant,
2: do you? Well, I, I have a tenant who uh, pays about 4,000 rand a month. She's seriously in arrears. She's been given notice to vacate, and she hasn't. So my question's a simple one. Um, The advice I've been given is following the proper procedure of getting eviction orders and probably taking three months in which I'm not likely to uh, collect rent. I'm looking at losses of about 40,000 rand. Um, If I move her out tidily with the removal removal track, put uh, her goods into storage and get my flat rented out again within a month, I'm looking at losses of about 10,000 rand. So uh, what are my costs likely to be consequences if she goes to the rental tribunal after the fact?
0: Alan and Albertson, I think that question is on the minds of so many people this evening. Thank you. Um, DIY. Alan wants to do it nicely while she's out for the day, I suspect. Um, but would he get into trouble in terms of the Rental Housing Act, wouldn't he?
1: He would. I mean, the consequences are there. It's not legal, but, you know, the decision is his to make him.
0: Uh, and that's the trouble. I mean, you follow the legal route. It is going to cost you in the region of what? thirty, forty thousand, 40,000 rand or thereabouts?
1: Um, at best, if it's not sort of contested, it can be a lot more than that even.
0: It's, is it worth being a landlord?
1: Uh, it can be if you enjoy property and you build up experience and, and, you know, if you've got a portfolio as well, the portfolio effect can compensate for some of these issues which do come up, but it's a small percentage. I think Michelle Dickens said less than 2% of cases. Yeah,
0: there we go. Fascinating discussion. I thank you, Martin Goodman in Cape Town. He is the director of RentShield and in our Joburg studio this evening, Andrew Schaefer, the managing director of Trafalgar Properties, the science of the landlord. Thank you also for your calls this evening. Uh, Raymond wants to know why we can't have a system like the UK where payments of utilities and rates. Council taxes the responsibility of the tenant. I don't invest in South African property because the exposure is too high. I only invest in UK property. Raymond, will you adopt me? Um, and that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, the city of Johannesburg can't get, for example, the city of Johannesburg can't get its uh, rate systems intact for people who own the properties. And they, I mean, Could you imagine trying to keep track of tenants? I don't think that South African city councils and municipalities are in a position where they're capable of doing that, Raymond? I think that's the short answer.